I want to begin this morning by telling you about an interaction, actually three interactions I had in the last seven days, in the last week. Uh, and the first one happened to be with one of my neighbors. Uh, he lives down the block from me, and uh, often our kids will get together and play basketball and uh, do different things together. And so he and I were talking till about 8.30 the other night on one of those nice warm days that we had this past week. And so the two of us were talking, we're sharing as our kids were playing, and um, we were sharing a little bit about our struggles at home. Uh, and it got actually pretty personal and pretty real, which was nice. Sometimes those conversations can stay surfacey, uh, but it was something that we were able to do and, and share personally. And he was telling me about his chronically ill kid. He has a kid at home, a child uh, in elementary school is chronically ill and struggles. And uh, he was talking about how as a father, he is stressed because he wants his son to be healthy and his son isn't getting healthy, and it's adding stress to the home, and it's frustration for him. It's a fear factor for him. Uh, he also shared with me openly about some struggles that he's having at work. He's about 50 years old, and uh, he's struggling in that mid-age range, and uh, he's got some people at work who are putting pressure on him and not making it a, a very fun work environment. He's uh, telling me that he's fed up with the politics of his job and really struggling there, and uh, he really just wants to be done. He's like, I want to retire. I can't retire, but I'd love to retire. I'd love to just be done with this season of my life. And as my friend was telling me, he says, I feel stuck. I feel stuck right now. And that, this is what we were talking about earlier this week. And then as we were talking, uh, it, it occurred to me that I had this email hit my inbox uh, this past week. And as I opened up the inbox and I, sh I read this study, uh, read this email, it shared with me a study that said that in the last year, um, about one-third of the country has reported feeling stressed. About one-third of the country has reported feeling stressed. Now, we know that that's one-third of the country reporting. You know the numbers are higher, right? If that's one-third of the country is actually actively saying that they feel stressed, the numbers are clearly higher, probably two-thirds or above. But one-third are saying that they are uh, they are feeling stressed. Stress is everywhere. And so as I shared this statistic with my uh, friend as we were talking, I shared this with him. Uh, he asked me, he said, who do you know who isn't stressed, Doug? Who, who do you know that isn't stressed and anxious? I, I can't think of anyone I know that's not at some level feeling stress and anxiety. Uh, my family members, my friends, our neighbors, people in the church, we're all stressed out. We're all feeling stress. And then the third illustration or instance of dealing with stressed out in our culture, it came to me through a conversation I had with Cindy, uh, my wife. Cindy and I were talking, and she shared with me a social media post that was created by a therapist who made an observation on uh, social media, and, and this woman wanted to share this. Now, please understand, this is not uh, an American Journal of Medicine post. This is not something that is coming from a journal, or, and, and, and I can't explain how reputable it is. It is a social media post, but check this and see if it doesn't ring true for you. The doctor said that we have been increasingly stressed since the conclusion of World War II. Her observation is that we have been increasingly stressed since the conclusion of the Second World War. Our, our men primarily came home with trauma things that they had experienced in the war. They came home with PTSD that was undiagnosed, it was untreated, and so they came home, they had no outlet to deal with any of this, and so what they do, they threw themselves into work. They threw themselves into work, and as the years went on, we as a culture began to champion and lift up workaholism. We began to champion that, we began to, to celebrate that. We prize the overachievers and the one who 
the ones who push themselves beyond their limits. Those are the ones we celebrate in our culture. We chase after the numbers. We are driven by burnout. We burn out on work. We neglect our bodies. We neglect our families. And we wind up becoming the shell of the person that we could be. 1945, 55, 65, 75, 85, 95, 05, 15, 22, for 77 years, our stress has been compounding and it's been building. And I'm wondering if we as a culture are at a breaking point. We've tried every way we know how to alleviate our stress. In 2019, the self-help industry was worth $11.6 billion. $11.6 billion, and it's only gotten bigger since 2019. We keep looking for all kinds of gurus and ideologists to, ideologies to, to be our guide and to help us get through. We look to our work to save us. We look to our entertainment to satisfy. We look to drugs and to alcohol and other vices to numb us. We listen to rock and roll and music all to lighten our load. We volunteer to inspire us. We've even looked to religion to help us feel whole. And all of these are paths that we've explored during our lifetime, and we're trying to solve this restlessness and this lack of direction in the world. We think, if I just work more, then I'm going to be satisfied. If I can just get organized in, in my home or in my, in my workplace, then things will work out and I'll be less stressed. If I can just relax or if I can buy something that I really want, then I'm going to feel better. If I uh, just go to church, if I say my prayers, then, then I'll find what I'm looking for. But each of these paths, each of these paths on their own leave us unsatisfied. And they leave us wanting more. There's only been one solution, one solution in the history of humankind that has proven to work and to bring us peace. But so often that solution gets overlooked, it gets passed up, it gets dismissed. The only way that we find peace in our restless world is by setting our sights on Jesus. It is the only way we find peace. He is and always will be our true north. Starting today, and in the weeks to come, our message series is going to take a deeper look into the life of Jesus, into the, the lives that he impacted, and how we can learn these stories, and how these stories will actually point us to true north. How these stories will bring us peace in a directionless world. When the storms of life are raging all around you, where do you turn? Where do you turn? It helps to have something stable and solid that you can hold on to. Jesus is that firm foundation, that firm foundation, when everything else seems to be falling apart. In September 2019, something extraordinary happened that has not happened for 360 years before and won't happen again for hundreds of years more. At one point in September of 2019, just three years ago, Magnetic North and True North were aligned. They were at the exact same location. As I've been studying and, and researching the concept of True North, I've, I've learned something that I did not know, or if I did know it, I've long since forgotten it since high school science class. 
And that's this. Magnetic north and true north are not the same thing. They're not the same thing. The compass that you hold in your hand, when you hold a compass, points to magnetic north. When you go hiking or when you go traveling, you use the compass. It is attracted to magnetic north. But that point is currently, right now, 1,200 miles south of true north. Magnetic north is currently 1,200 miles south of true north. True north is the northernmost part of the earth. It is the point where the lines of latitude all come converging together on maps, and it is the place where Santa and his elves live. It is the North Pole. That is true north. Now, why on, on Easter Sunday am I giving you a science lesson? Because, in, 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 in a, uh, because if we're going to have any chance in our life of reducing our stress, if we're going to have any shot at reducing our stress, if we're going to have any ability to escape the pressures that we face on a day-in and day-out basis, we must learn to guide our lives by true north, not magnetic north. Magnetic north changes. Magnetic north changes. Because of a shift in magnetic fields, because of the Earth's rotation, and a whole lot of other sciencey things that I cannot explain to you. Magnetic north constantly shifts. In fact, a few thousand years ago, scientists tell us that a few thousand years ago, magnetic north and magnetic south were actually reversed. So several thousand years ago, if you were to hold a compass, it would point to magnetic south, not magnetic north. That's how much they have shifted over the years. In other words, if you were to use a compass back then, you'd be going south, not north. Additionally, because magnetic north shifts, Depending upon where you stand in the world, north might be different to you. So, for example, a 30-degree difference is when you stand on the east coast versus the west coast of the United States of America. A 30-degree difference in magnetic north from the east to the west. So using a compass, you would have to mathematically account for that difference. Otherwise, if you started working, walking north in Boston, you would end up something di someplace different than if you started walking north in Seattle, Washington you would walk in the wrong direction. You would not end up at the same place. But unlike magnetic north, true north never changes. True north never changes. It is a geological constant, tried and true. The, the true north is based on the shape of the Earth. So the north and the south poles, they are always at 90 degrees, and the equator is always in the middle. It is always at zero. It does not change, it does not shift. In fact, today, when planes and ships are traveling around the world, we navigate using GPS satellites based on true north because the position of true north is a constant. It is always there, and it will always guide us in protection and safety to our destination. And so when our stressed out, emotionally fried, anxiety-ridden, fear filled, pressure cooker world in this world that we live in where stress abounds. We need a true north to guide us safely through the pitfalls and the dangers that lie ahead. Jesus is our true north. All these other things that we try, like work and vacations, spending money, volunteering, uh, sports, even church can be a magnetic north. They can all be good and they can all be helpful, but ultimately, they may lead us off on the wrong 
track. Only Jesus is stable and solid enough to be our true north. Now, today's Easter. It is a day that comes around once a year where we celebrate Jesus beating back death, beating back death and coming back to life by his life and his death and his resurrection. He makes a way for those of us who believe this to have a relationship with God. But the truth of Easter isn't that it's a one-day event. It is something that we carry around with us and something that we celebrate and we hold on to as our true north. At one point while he was alive doing ministry and sharing with his disciples, he shared these words uh, with them. He said this, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. But everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. When Jesus said these words, when he said, I am the resurrection and the life, he was claiming to be the source of both. There is no resurrection apart from Jesus Christ. And there is no eternal life with God apart from him either. By coming out of the tomb, he announced that death has no ultimate power over him. It has no power over him. And that when we believe this, we are sharing in his triumph over death. That is what we celebrate at Easter. People who believe that Christ is risen from the dead share in the life that Jesus gives, and it is impossible for death to defeat us. It is impossible. And so when stressors and difficulties come, and they will, when those stressors and difficulties come in your life, and they will, set your destination on true north, not magnetic north, but true north. Magnetic north is going to encourage you to deal with your next stressor by throwing life into work or by escaping, by doing something to escape the problem. That's what Magnetic North does. True North will remind you that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in Jesus will live even after dying. And everyone who lives in Jesus and believes in Jesus will never die. And so your problems, they're real. Your problems are real, but they have a solution. Jesus has conquered the ultimate problem of death, and he will be your true north as you journey through this life and you deal with the bumps and the bruises and the troubles and the things that come your way. Whatever you're facing, he will help you deal with that. That is the power of true north. Now, you all, when you came in today, you were handed a business card. And I'd like to ask you to find that business card wherever it is. Uh, for those of you who are online with us, if you would like one of these business cards, by all means, just let us know. Put it in the Facebook post, and we will uh, just say, yeah, please send me the card, and we will get that to you. But for those of you who are in the room today, please pull out that card and look at that card, because what you will see is you'll see it's a very simple card. It has an icon of True North. That is the symbol for True North. And you'll also see today's scripture passage on the other side. And my hope is that you will take this card and you'll put it in your pocket, you'll put it in your purse, you'll carry it with you, and you'll carry it around until it's so worn out you can't even read the words anymore. If that happens, I promise you, call me and I will give you a new one. But my hope and my prayer is that you will carry this around with you so much so that it wears it down because by the time your card is so worn out from you looking at it and reading it often, you'll know what this says. And you'll have this in your heart. And you'll take this truth of true north wherever you go. Look at it often when you're in need and remember your true north. Don't be distracted by magnetic north that can shift on you. It can change. It can, it, it can adapt and, and, and be moving all the time. Hold on to true north. Hold on to Jesus who died for you 
was resurrected, who beat back death, and who offers you eternal life. Because of him, you now have a direction to head, a concrete place to go in times of trouble, in times of worry, in times of distress, and he will always be there for you. So keep this card. Put it somewhere that you will refer to it often and hold your course steady as you head in the direction of true north. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the true north that is in our lives. And Lord, the fact that you have come, that you have beaten back the powers of death. And Lord, that you have given us, you've ushered us, you give us the ability to walk into eternal life with you. Lord, you are our true north and we pray that we would hold on to that. And Lord, this good news that we are celebrating here today, help us to live it out in our lives so that we in our lives could be a testimony for you, sharing the good news with all who will listen. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen.